Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, how are we doing tonight? Man, weather is great out there. It's good to be in here. I'll tell you, I want to... What song was Maggie singing at, at dinner tonight? Oh. Resurrecting? Yes. Okay, so our little, our little... I'm a little hot up here, maybe. I don't know if you can sense that's a little... Not physically hot, but like sound hot. <laughs> she, she can say that. It's okay, yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's better. Thank you. So our little Maggie May, she's almost two so many papers today. I don't know what I'm doing. I got lots of stuff. Uh, our little Maggie Mae, she is almost two, and we were sitting there at dinner. We were cleaning up dinner, we cleaning up dinner and she's just sitting there eating, eating her pasta, and she's singing, resurrecting. Like just, and she's not even saying all the words, but she's like humming the tomb. Your name, your name is victory. As she's eating her pasta, like she's just hanging out. Your name, your name is victory. Now, it's not that clear, of course, but we know what she's singing. Like, she's got a little tune. She got a tune for a two-year-old. So as you were praying over the next generation and our kids and the kids at this church, I'm just excited what God's doing. His Spirit, we've, somebody said this a long time ago, and I love it. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So our kids, no matter what age, can experience God's presence in their life and can experience the move of the Holy Spirit upon them, no matter what age they are, even before the age of two and then some. So praise God. God is good. Okay, you ready for continue our series here? We are talking about uh, the series on Wednesday night called Developing a Strong Spirit. We've been doing this on and off for a couple weeks uh, but developing a strong spirit. And over the past couple of weeks, we went through indicators of a weak spirit. And we said those indicators of a weak spirit were uh, kind of like indicators on your car. So when you're driving your car and the indicator lights begin to come on, it should signal you to say, hmm, what's going on here? Do I need to do a little checkup? From the neck up, right? Some of us need a checkup from the neck up daily. Yes, me included. Like today I needed a checkup from the neck up. Man, I woke up just, I don't know. I have no idea. I was just, I don't know, man. I was just, I needed a checkup from the neck up. And so I try to get myself back into where I needed to be. Praise God I got there because I'm preaching tonight. So thank you, Jesus. He is good and faithful. Anybody, anyway, we, sometimes we need a checkup. And some of those indicators were, you know, we're, when we're seemingly overwhelmed, Hopeless, self-centered, complacent, short-tempered, fearful, and exhausted. So if any of us has ever felt any of those things, they're kind of like those little indicator lights that says, we can work on our spirit a little bit more. We got to strengthen ourselves up. And I get there's seasons in life. And we talked about there are different seasons. And I love this. I just want to use this illustration again. Sometimes there are seasons where we're taking ground. Sometimes there are seasons where we are doing all we can and the Lord is strengthening us just to stand. Just to stand right where we are because the winds and the waves and the enemy and the attacks. You know what, this is, that's not a season for taking ground. So we don't 
be too hard on yourself because you're not moving forward and I'm not seeing salvations and I'm not witnessing to everybody that I see. You say, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? No. There are times in our life where he's just saying, I am strengthening you right where you're standing. Paul says, stand. How many times, like Ephesians 6, stand and then stand again and then stand again and stand again. He's talking about putting on that full armor and just even standing with that full armor. Sometimes that's a win for us. And so when we see some of these indicators on these indicator lights, we say, hey, you know what, maybe there's some things we need to go do. And the opposite of those are some of the, some of the indicators of a strong spirit. And many times we can walk uh, through our lives in, in seasons where we really are indicating with a strong spirit. That's being confident in who he is, being established and unmovable, being ready for anything, having an overcoming attitude, staying calm, cool, and collective. So this is not typically me, but this is good. I'm working on these things. Calm, cool, like doesn't give up or quit, full of joy and peace. Those are indicators, those little indicator lights that, hey, you know what? Things are going well in my life. However, there are things that always try to come against us. And the, the analogy that we've been using for this series, for those of you that have not been here before, haven't heard this, this analogy for this series, is a lot of times our spirit is like a watermelon. Our spirit is like a watermelon. And if you've ever seen the YouTube video where they start putting rubber bands around the watermelon until that last one that goes around the watermelon, the watermelon just, boom, it explodes like right now. And so we have to strengthen our spirit. We have to strengthen so no matter what rubber band comes at us, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at us, says, you know what, I am going to be strong, my spirit is strong. And so tonight I want to talk about three ways we can develop a strong spirit. So how do we develop it? So it's great that we have the indicator lights, so we know kind of where we're at. It's great to know that we have an enemy and there's these things that are coming against the spirit. We understand the rubber bands and life puts pressure on us. We get all that. But what can we do? <clears throat> so the next two weeks, this week and next week, what can we do to develop a strong spirit? And the first one is developing a strong spirit through diet. Through diet. So we have our wonderful <clears throat> oldest daughter, Anna. She is down in Pittsburgh, and she's studying ballet. And her life revol has been revolving around ballet for a long time. But one of the major things that any athlete begins to understand, that when you are doing something athletically, when you are pursuing something, you need to have a good diet. You must put in so that you can be able to perform when you're on stage, when you're on the field, when you're doing whatever you are doing athletically. And we talked a little bit about running a marathon. Those who run marathons, they prep, their diet, they prep for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks trying to get ready <clears throat> for this race so that they are ready and developed. Well, we too in our spiritual lives, we have to have the right diet. Do we not? We have to have the right diet. So I want to read first from 1 Timothy 4. And I want to go uh, verses 6 through 9. If you want to put that up on the overhead, I think I have it up there. 1 Timothy 4. I'll read it with you on the, on the screen here. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Okay, guess what? <clears throat> I'm instructing you on these things. All right, hey, good job. Yeah, good job, Pastor Jason. Okay, however, <clears throat> nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine, which you have carefully followed. Next verse. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. Next verse. 
For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that is now is and that is which to come. And then verse 9. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. So the three things we're going to go through are diet, rest, and exercise. Diet, rest, and exercise. These are the three things that we need to go do. We're not going to get through all of them tonight, but I want to start with, <clears throat> I want to start with diet. You know, me personally, recently, and I don't know what it is, but recently, I have been feeling like physically tired when I haven't been eating and nourishing enough. And the parallel in our spiritual lives is the exact same thing. When we are not nourishing ourselves with a diet of the Word of God each and every day and putting that Word and that food on the inside of us, sometimes I wonder how do we think that we can continue to go throughout the day and face the challenges that we need to face without the Word of God on the inside. God's Word feeds your spirit just like natural food feeds your body. God's word to your spirit is like a healthy meal to your flesh. It's like a healthy meal to your flesh. Your spirit has a voracious appetite for the word. Do you know that? Your spirit has a voracious appetite for the word. And I tell you, the more you do it, the more you want it. And so many times I think the enemy's trick in life is to distract you from even starting distract you from even getting off that finish line or getting off the starting line so you can't even get to the finish line. Many times he's looking to distract us. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Have you ever been around somebody who just like oozes faith, oozes the word of God, and every time you talk to them, I can think of two people in our church, I can think of a lot more, but I can think of Rich Horniman and Paul Luciano. You just talk to them just, neither of them are here, so we can brag on them a little bit. So you just like, you spend time with Rich. So I have a meeting with Rich every Tuesday when he's in town. <clears throat> every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And we have a little agenda. We're going to talk about AV stuff. We're going to talk about IT stuff. We're going to talk about men-to-men stuff. You know what? We don't ever talk about any of that stuff. He just, we just start going, and he just starts preaching the Word of God. He's saying what God's doing in his life. He's using scriptures. And I stand up. 35, 40 minutes later, I am full of faith. I am ready to go. I'm excited for the day. So what he was doing is he was pouring the word of God back into me. My faith came from hearing and hearing the word of God. You know, with that verse in the Bible, um, if you do the research on what that meant by, it means actually hearing preachers, hearing teaching, not just reading the word of God, but actually hearing what others are saying. And when we surround ourselves with those who can give us that diet, when we come on Wednesday nights, when we come on Sundays, when you're listening to podcasts, when you're feeding yourself that word of God over and over and over and over, that is a spiritual diet. We have this voracious appetite for the word. It talks about nourished up in the words of faith. I want to be nourished up in God's word of faith in our life. Bill Johnson had a quote that I heard him say the other day. He said, well, many people come up to me and say, well, I don't remember everything that I read in the Bible. I don't remember everything I read. And his, his response back was, I don't remember what I had for lunch last Friday, but I'm pretty sure it nourished me. And that's a good way to think about it. Because sometimes you read like, oh, well, I got tired and I just read something and I don't totally remember what I read. But as you're reading, God is working. 
He's is working and your spirit man is being strengthened. So don't give up, even if you're tired. Find the time of day that you can do it. But I just love that. It still was nourishing me. I may not remember everything that I said, but it was nourishing me. You know, God's word this is kind of one of the major points. God's word is nourishment to our spirits. God's word is nourishment to our spirit. Job 23.12, I believe we have this in the Amplified Version. Yep, Job 23.12 says, I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Esteeming and treasuring God's word. Esteeming it, treasuring it, seeking after it. And I don't know about you, but if there's a treasure, and I know that there's a treasure available for me, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to seek it. Yeah? This is, the, this is in the one case we can be like pirates. <laughs> we can be like pirates in this case. Like, they are seeking the treasure. And the interesting thing is, it's not all that hard to find. I don't need a special map to go find where X marks the spot. I have it right here. And in today's world, in today's technology, it's available all the time, everywhere that we go. On our phones, we can put it on in our car. And we, it's there. It's available for us to go do. We don't, praise God, live in China where we have to, you know, hide the Bibles where we might go to jail if somebody sees us. There were stories I was reading of missionaries where they had a church that was meeting underground and each of them, they would each take a couple pages that they had one Bible and they ripped the pages out and they each took a page of the Bible and they would go home and they would read it and they would study it because that's all they could have and they would take it everywhere that they would go and somebody else in another part of the Bible and they would come back together and they would share collectively of what God was doing in your life. Imagine that. Imagine that. They talk about being voracious appetite for God's word, yet it's so available to us, so available to us that sometimes it's like we don't even see it. It's right in front of us and we don't even see it. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, he had like a, law, a rule in his household that he wouldn't allow any newspapers to come into his house. I don't know if you ever heard that. Smith Wigglesworth, he's a great evangelist uh, from England, uh, traveled Europe and all kinds of different places, uh, reaching people with the gospel and seeing people healed and doing amazing things. But he wouldn't allow the newspaper to come into his house. And this was truly, really one of the only books that he ever read. He learned to read. He was a plumber. He learned to read by reading this book. And this is, you know what, this is the only book that I need. God's word. It's the only thing that I need. So if you bring a newspaper, no, no, keep it out because those words aren't of God and I don't need them in my life. That's good stuff. Psalm 119, 103. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. God's word is sweet to us, nourishment to us. You know, last weekend was Father's Day, and my kids and Liz asked me, what do you want to eat? What do you want us to make for you? And I think about, I was thinking about that, Now, of course I, I picked spaghetti and meatballs, okay? And I had a couple different options. They were a little shocked that I didn't pick homemade pizza, okay? So a lot of Italian food we like in our, in our house. However, I picked spaghetti and meatballs, and when I was thinking about that, it was like, man, I could have anything that I wanted, anything that I wanted, and I could pick the spaghetti and meatballs. When I think about the Word of God, I think, you know what? It's like eating spaghetti and meatballs every single day for every meal, yeah? 
So what, what, what is it, what food do you have that you enjoy so much? Maybe it's a donut, you know, maybe it's Krispy Kreme, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's whatever, the nourishment, the sweetness to our bodies, what it does for us is absolutely blows me away every single day as I'm, reading, as I'm reading God's word. But you know what? It's like spaghetti and meatballs for me, and I don't know what it is for you, but that's what it is for me. Matthew 4.4, 4, I love this, Matthew 4.4 4 says this, man shall not live and be held, upheld and sustained by bread alone. It's not possible. I mean, yeah, sure, there's, there's physical nourishment that we need, but we cannot be upheld and sustained by just bread alone. But how can we? By every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Every single word that comes, comes forth from his mouth on these pages that we have an opportunity to have. This is the diet that I want to have. This is the diet. If I want a strong spirit and I'm considering how do I strengthen my spirit through diet, rest, and exercise, well, what kind of diet do I want to have? I want to have this kind of diet. I mean, it's not bad to look at the news or to look at Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever your thing is. Um, you know, it's not bad to look at those things. But when that is what's continuously feeding us, continuously feeding us, then it's not what we need to be feeding on. In fact, you know, me personally, when, you know, this was back when I was youth pastor, the challenge was is I would, and of course, I'd read the word, you know, but I would spend so much time looking at Instagram and all these cool youth pastors and what they were doing, and I started being like, oh, man, if I could only do this, if I could only be like that. I even bought a necklace. Okay, and some of you think, like, why is that so funny? I have necklaces. I don't wear necklaces, okay? But I bought a necklace because I was like, I didn't even know where I was, but I was looking somewhere else. I wasn't looking at God's word to define who I was and what God had called me to do. And I was just, I was looking at the world. I was, in this case, it was me. I was looking at Instagram. I was, yeah, I was looking at the Christian world, but that's not who God was calling me to be, what he was asking me to go do. And we can get distracted by other good things or even God things that are not what we are supposed to be looking at. When he says, look here and look at my word first and foremost. Uh, go to John 6. I want to read uh, to you out of John 6. And I think we have it <clears throat> up there on, um, in the New King James Version, but I want to read it. Uh, so don't look up there. Just listen to me. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, which I have now. Praise God. It says, I am the true bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. But standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. When you eat this bread, you will never die. I am alone. I alone am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. Oh my goodness. Talk about wanting a voracious appetite for God's word. In knowing more who Jesus is and what he did for us. The living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all may live. Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus. Verse 58 says, I am not like the bread of your ancestors that ate and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. We have an opportunity to strengthen our spirit so 
much that God is just calling us, saying, please, I have this for you. There is strength for you. There is joy for you. There is peace for you. It is available to you. The second major piece of this diet is we can draw strength from God's word. We draw strength from God's word. Psalm 119.28 says this. It says, My life dissolves and weeps itself away for heaviness. Raise me up and strengthen me. Strengthen me according to, it says, according to your word, but it says the promises of your word. Strengthen me according to the promises of your word. I don't have this up here, but the message translation says this. It says, my sad life's dilapidated, a falling down barn. Build me up again by your word. Amen? Build me up again. How many, sometimes we think that. My sad life's dilapidated, a falling down barn. Right? I mean, what, what kind of image is that? Like, man, sometimes we feel that way. But what does God do? He said, build me up again by your word. He builds us up by his word. And the last scripture I want to have for you tonight is 1 Peter 2 and verse 2 and 3. It says, like newborn babes you should crave, which means thirst for, earnestly desire, the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow into complete salvation, since you have already tasted the goodness and the kindness of our Lord. So church, I want to read something to you as we close tonight. Because this is something that the Lord has spoke over our church. And for those who were here on Sunday, uh, maybe heard me read part of it. Or actually I read it during the message towards the end. But I want to read this to you again. Because as a church, we cannot take lightly what God is calling us to go do. We cannot take lightly the word of God that is in front of us. There are things that are going to happen. There are things that are going to occur. There are people that are going to come in who are unsaved, who are unchurched, who need discipled, who need led, who need fed. And it's up to all of us to do it. Not just us, not just here, but all of us. And this is something that God has put on someone's heart as a vision, uh, kind of a prophetic word over this church. And I want to read it tonight because I think it goes right along with almost any message that you do. We need to begin, all of us, strengthening our spirit because God is moving and he is moving mightily. It says this, You are about to enter into God's season of acceleration, of breakthrough, and outpouring. Acceleration of breakthrough and outpouring. God said that your vision is way too small. Your eyes, ears, heart, and imagination has not yet Begin to see the signs, wonders, and miracles that are in God's pipeline for this ministry. Not yet begun to see. Weekly, we're seeing God do supernatural healings. Not even yet begun to see what he's going to go do. It says, look to the prayer of Jabez, which is, O Lord, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you'd keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Strong spirit there, yeah? Strong spirit. Look to the prayer of Jabez. You and the church are going to start ruling and reigning the way God intended it to. And it starts now. It starts now. You've been functioning with a dominion mindset, 
But now we're moving into a higher form of dominion, and it's called termination, where we actually destroy the kingdom of hell and its cohorts. We need to be walking with a strong spirit if we're going to be walking around terminating the enemy and his cohorts in our own lives, in our family's lives, in those around us. When conquering words come out of our mouth, hell will tremble. You know what conquering words are? Right here. These are the words that need to be coming out of our mouth. In order for these words to come out of our mouth, we've got to put these words into our hearts and into our spirits. When conquering words come out of our mouth, hell will tremble. A prophetic boldness will come over you in this church. Many will be saved, healed, and delivered. Many. So lead under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. According to your faith, so be it unto you. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this prophetic word. We thank you, Father, that you're calling each and every one of us to strengthen our spirit, man. Father, you are calling us to a greater realms and spheres of influence. You're opening up these doors of this church, and the floodgates are going to start coming in. People, the harvest is coming, Lord. You've spoken it. We know it. And so, Father, we just pray and we ask for a strengthening of our spirit, Father. Strengthening of our spirit man, Father, as we begin to learn how to love more, how to, how to teach more, how to care more for those that are coming in, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we are going to be able to speak your word and the enemy will tremble. The enemy must leave. The enemy will be destroyed. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the word that you have for us. We thank you, Lord, that we can have a diet of your word. We thank you, Lord, that we live in the United States of America and we can, are free to worship you everywhere that we go, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that your hand is upon us, upon this church, upon this city, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that you are turning hearts to you. So Father, tonight I just pray for strength for every person here that you would strengthen them by your word. That, Father, as they read your word and they stand on your word, as you always do, you are faithful and you are good and you cannot lie and you cannot go against your word and your word is truth. So I thank you, Father, for truth in every person's life tonight. And, Father, I just pray for wisdom over every situation that's represented here. Father, wisdom tonight. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Have your way, Father. We yield to your wisdom, your decisions, your guidance. And we thank you for it. Father, I just pray over anyone who has a a physical need in their body tonight. If you have a physical need in your body, just just put your hand wherever it might be. I want to pray for you tonight. Father, I just thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Father, that you went to the cross, you sent your son to the cross to not only die for our sins and to be raised from the dead, but to take care of every physical need that we have. Father, your word says that by your stripes we are healed. So, Father, we thank you for that healing. And when your word says that when two or more are gathered together, you hear us and you answer our prayer. So, Father, I just pray for physical healing now over every person here. Ears opened, eyes open, joints working, backs healed, Everything that's needed, Father, in this congregation, you are taking care of it. We thank you for your healing power, your healing touch. We thank you, Father, for range of motion to be increased. Range of motion to be increased in Jesus' name. 
We thank you, Father, for ears. We thank you, Father, for open ears right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that those are beginning even now to be able to hear better than they could before. You are restoring and healing ears tonight. Thank you for your power, Lord. Thank you for your healing power tonight. We thank you for your word. And Father, we just pray a special blessing over each person here as they go forth on this beautiful evening. Lord, strengthen their families, their homes. Father, that the spirit of peace and joy will reign in their homes, Lord. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You are dismissed. Have a wonderful evening. If you have any other prayer requests uh, that you'd like us to pray for, you can come up here and we can pray for you tonight. Otherwise, God bless and good night. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.